Hello, this is Peter Joseph, and you're listening to V Radio. Good evening, and welcome to this edition of V Radio. If this is your first time listening to V Radio, please check out my website, v-radio.org. There you will find, under the archives, more shows like this one, interviews with documentary filmmakers, uh, activists, scientists, politicians, the good kind, and uh, <laughs> alternative candidates for various offices in the uh, Music, uh, music, uh, basically uh, news in regards to the Occupy movement and other various other things going on in the world. Uh, today, my guest is Mitchell Jacobs from the Resource-Based Communities Group. Um, Mitchell, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Hello, everybody. My name is Mitch. You can call me Mitch. Mitch okay. Jacobs. Um yeah, I'm, I uh, recently formed a nonprofit organization called Resource-Based Communities. Um, I've been an activist with the Zeitgeist Movement, let's see, since since it started, I believe, in 2008. And uh, we formed the Southwest Florida chapter down here. And since then... Um, we've been we've been promoting zeitgeist and uh, we visited the venus project we were really intrigued by you know the the model for the resource-based economy and what brought us to resource-based communities was just to find a middle point to uh, so that we can help usher in some cultural change because you know we were we were promoting, 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 and we wanted something to kind of turn to, you know, how can we teach people about this resource-based economic model? How can we teach people hands-on instead of lecturing? Uh, how can we really work on the culture? And so we organized the nonprofit, and it's been running now for, I believe, since November. And since then, uh, I guess we can get into that in a little bit. It's just completely exploded it's the 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 youtube hits uh the people visiting the website the group page on facebook it's it's unreal <laughs> excellent well you know uh basically as i told you off the air my tradition basically is that i ask every new guest who comes on v radio to discuss what made them an activist what was the precipice moment for you to make you go from just being somebody who was seeking to have 2.5 kids and a white picket fence and a gas guzzler car to being someone who wanted to make resource-based communities. Okay. Uh, well, when I was in high school, I kind of – I went to public school my whole life until high school. My grandparents uh, wanted me to go to a private school. And at the private school, I was really uh, spoon-fed uh, the religion and – just the indoctrination, and I always kind of felt like you know something something doesn't seem right about you know everything, and I would question things. and And the movie The Matrix was a really cool eye opener, but I didn't connect the dots to reality until um, I think I was in Barnes and Noble when I was uh, I don't know 21 or 20 something like that. Uh, I just started college, and I came across one of those natural cure books, and it and I opened it and I I saw you know all the terrible things that the government allows to be put into your food um and the and the the pharmaceutical companies and all that stuff and I read one of those books 
in its entirety. And after that, I said, holy shit, you know, these, these companies are allowing this. Well, what else is wrong with, with America? And then I just kept spawning on from there. And then uh, eventually I started watching Alex Jones videos and, and starting to wake up and and then it was, and then I, I really started looking for solutions. I saw the, I saw the first zeitgeist was completely blown away, and then addendum when I saw the Venus Project at the end, I said, oh my gosh, there's, there it is. That's a resource-based economy. It's, it's the next step. It's unbelievable. And then ever since then, I've been doing whatever it takes to promote it, and uh, three trips to the Venus Project later, we're still. We're still down here promoting. We're doing the One Planet Project. And then uh, basically, yeah, up until November, that's when we started the nonprofit. And there's so much more in between. Uh, I've done a lot of other activist work throughout college. Um, I've done stuff with the Coalition of Immokalee Workers to help uh, get fair wages. Um, and a bunch of other different things, Hands Across the Sand and some other nonprofits as well. So it's it's been more and more um it's been more and more profound in my life and now it's to the point where i'm driving my girlfriend crazy because it's all i can think about <laughs> so right well um now you said that you've uh, also been involved with the occupy movement you want to talk about that oh yeah uh me and i think seven other people took a trip up to washington dc to occupy up there and we we drove all the way up there and we stayed in a hostel and we filmed everything we were working on a documentary called be the change but we've been uh having trouble getting funding for that but you know there's no time limit on that so we can keep working on be the change um little by little but yeah we went up there and and that was crazy you know we marched all the way up to uh the big museum there there's pepper spray going on and you know, same thing that's happening in, in New York and now Chicago. And uh, we also had an Occupy in Fort Myers, so we participated in that. It was really important for us to be a part of that because we were able to find an outlet where people were also promoting change and they were trying to, you know, talk about different ideas to really get outlet to talk to these activists because they there's still a huge population of people that don't know what a resource-based economy is. They have no idea, and these people are actively protesting and getting out in the streets, and and it's really, really important to connect with other activist groups. We found because that's they're so they're they're open to this stuff usually, and uh, if not, it's good information to give to pass along to them anyway. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I definitely had a lot of great experiences with the Occupy movements around here. I've actually kind of gone on a little bit of a tour of them. I'm going to try to continue to do that when my finances pick up again. Uh, but basically, it's it's refreshing that even when you don't agree with absolutely everything, every occupier you meet, you know, uh, usually you can reach a middle ground to have a good intellectual conversation with them, uh, which I find to be very refreshing. You're usually surrounded by people that are socially conscious they may have different solutions than you sometimes, but the mutual respect that I see amidst the members of the Occupy movement is, is definitely like a breath of fresh fresh air. Um, I, I get homesick for it, actually, when I'm not at an Occupy movement. I, I start to miss it a lot. Uh, now, you said you've uh, visited the Venus Project a few times. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I visited 
uh, the Venus Project for the first time, I believe, in 2008. And at that time, there was only, I mean, I think there was like six or seven people there. And then I visited again recently. I can't remember if it was last year. I think it was last year. Um, and, and their numbers, it seems as if the, the few times that I've been there have gone, gone up. There's, they're getting a lot of, uh, people coming from all around the world. Actually, the first time I went, I met a guy from Hawaii that came all the way down. And fortunately, uh, I live only, I think I'm like an hour away. So we're really close by to the Venus project. Um, it was a great experience. Absolutely unforgettable. Um, you know, Jacques was awesome. Roxanne was awesome. Uh, the tour was amazing. Every, every time I brought a group there, they were just blown away. And it's it's definitely something that everybody should at least uh, go and and do one time, you know, just so they can see it for themselves and meet Jacques. Yeah, I totally agree. My visit there was definitely in a kind of a wish fulfillment thing. <laughs> they gave one of my... Uh, goals in life really to to visit and it was a great time that we had down there with shock and roxanne um now we've discussed obviously a little bit about your background and obviously now we're talking about resource-based communities which to those of you who are listening you can check it out at resourcebasedcommunities.org i put the link in the description of this particular broadcast for those of you tuning in uh now I'm looking at your website here. You got a lot of great stuff here. You had that video of you like kind of floating around in a river in Florida, <laughs> and uh, it brought back some childhood memories for me because I spent a lot of time there when I was in when I was a kid. Uh, we lived in a trailer park that was you know in a very undeveloped area, so you had all kinds of wildlife. And uh, I always remember my first time walking to the bus stop. Uh, an armadillo came out of the jungle <laughs> and looks up at me like, what? And then just crosses the street and goes to the other side of the street. And I was just blown away because, you know, I had been a Yankee my whole life living up in Michigan and Ohio. And, you know, I had never seen an armadillo outside of a zoo. So it was definitely unique. Um, between that and the wild pigs and uh, the the lizards and the snakes and the spiders, it was definitely interesting um but yeah your video was very compelling and i wanted to you know take my hats off to you and you know all the people involved with that do you want to talk at all about what went into making that video yeah actually <laughs> that video was uh shot on the river at a place called the Happahatchee center which it was um it was a non-profit that i was previously working at and that's where i that's where i basically learned everything about, you know, organizing a 501c3. Um, but, yeah, we were we were going to shoot on the actual porch of one of the – it's like this wooden house that was built in the 80s, and it's right on the river, and we were going to shoot there. And then my buddy Kevin said, uh, you know, let's shoot on the little boat. We've got a John boat still parked here, so let's go on the river and, and shoot there. And I said, that's, that's a brilliant idea. So we, uh, we crammed into this little John boat, and uh, from the waist up, it looks like I'm dressed really nice, but I'm wearing, like, black gym shorts underneath mm -hmm. the shot. And uh, we've got a guy crouched down with the with the camera on me and then another guy crouched down with the boom mic. So it's like I think there was four of us in this little tiny John boat going up and down the river. And I kept – there was these, like, 
sticks and branches behind me, so I kept messing my lines up. So there's a lot of short cuts uh, in the video because I had to constantly keep looking behind me and dodging branches. But it was really cool. Um, once I saw the finished product, I was like, you know, this is beautifully shot. Um, and that's my buddy Pat Mitchell who uh, who shot it. He has a website called Real Emotive. And, yeah, he's he was amazing. Uh, my buddy Simon did the sound. Uh, really, really happy with with all of that. So, um, yeah, it, and and I guess we had only a hundred hits or so, and then Zeitgeist Global got a hold of it on Facebook. I didn't submit it to them, uh, but they got a hold of it, and we went from a hundred views to like thirty eight hundred within a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and ever since then, uh, the numbers have just been going up and up and up. And I can't thank the Zeitgeist movement enough. Uh, for for backing us on this, it's extremely profound, and we're gonna continue to work our asses off to to make this a reality. You know. Yeah, that's actually a. I learned about you guys through Facebook. Somebody had posted it um, in the Venus Project section of a uh, Facebook. Uh, like I guess forget the fellow's name, Faulkner. I think it was Faulkner. And uh, you know, it posted. You know, he posted along lines of uh, you know, food for thought. And then I went to the website and went, "Hey, this looks like a good V radio show." <laughs> so I liked what you were doing, and I wanted to promote your work. So um, you know, Facebook and uh, the media that you're using is definitely helping. So um, now, I guess uh, let's talk first of all. You know, you you have a lot to, a lot of good to say about this person, Ellen Peterson. Um, do you want to discuss like what her involvement with this is? Yeah, what I, I think I, I mentioned this on the website. What what Jacques is to 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 design, uh, Ellen was to environmental activism. Ellen was basically my mentor. Uh, at 87 years old, she was running about eight organizations. I, I, I lived with her. Um, she was an extremely, uh, extremely profound activist. She had fought so many battles with so many corporations. She's had guns pulled on her before. She's had threats before. And this is a woman who basically would open her door to anybody that needed help. And she has protected the five acres of property that she was living on and has had so many offers to sell and has turned everybody down flat. And and she has done an amazing job at preserving this little five-acre piece of land, which people want to take over for commercial property since it's on a big road. But it looks like old Florida. I mean, you'd be blown away. Uh, So she's probably the most inspirational figure in my entire life. just a truly amazing person. She actually met Jacques too. She, uh, years and years ago, she heard about him before the zeitgeist movement even existed. And she, she just knocked on his door and he let her in. (laughs) So this is a long time ago. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. She, she taught me how to, how to do the nonprofit process. I worked in her office for a really long time and, um, yeah, just, Truly, an amazing, amazing, amazing woman. So uh, she she recently passed away in October, and that was a tremendous blow to the community here. Mm-hmm. But uh, at that point, since we were just just talking about organizing the uh, resource-based communities, at that point, uh, once she passed away, I, I knew that we had to finish it. So I got together with 
Chris Faulkner, who is the treasurer, and Marlene Robinson, who is the secretary, and also Drew Scott, who's who's now on board as well. And um, to to do this sort of thing, you have to have a, a, a board, I guess, with bylaws and all that stuff, because that's the way uh, the IRS is. And so we're, we that was a that was a difficult process, but now it's just getting easier and easier. Now. Yeah, I didn't know the lady passed away. That's that's too bad. But at least she was able to have a, a lasting legacy that goes beyond life and being able to have an impact on you. I was gonna say, you know, it's great when you can meet, you know, people who've, you know, basically you would say, you know, mature age who've seen so much, and when you can actually kind of reach out to them and bond with them, you know, because in many cases you find that some people who are of that age, it's like there's almost kind of an assumed like distance you're supposed to keep with each other like you know there's only so much you can have in common but people of that age have been a, had a huge impact on me my whole life whether it was senator mike gravel who's now in his 80s uh senator from the vietnam era uh he had a big impact on me um obviously jock fresco uh, congressman ron paul to some degree uh these are all people that i've interacted with that have had a profound effect on me and when you can get one of them, you know, and you can talk to them and relate to them and you have a lot in common, it's a very powerful thing to consider that you're discussing things with somebody who's been on the earth for so long. And I think that uh, it's excellent when you can have those kinds of relationships. They definitely enrich your life. Um, I've got some you know, several friends actually in that category, and I think a, a lot of it is just that for me in particular, I've always been somebody who's been able to talk to people like that. So... I would, um, but overall, though, uh, I would have to say, you know, you're lucky to have had that kind of relationship with somebody who's obviously very special, and it's a good thing now that her work will live on through you and through everyone else that she's had an impact on in the world of activism. So, now, you guys obviously you've got uh, different people who are involved here. We were going to try to get some more of them on the show, but uh, do you want to mention anybody in specific who's helping with the organization? Well, now the numbers are, are are becoming so great so quickly that it's it's almost hard for me to remember them all. Um, but definitely the Southwest Florida Zeitgeist chapter, uh, most everybody that's been involved with that has helped in some way. Uh, Drew Scott, Chris Faulkner, Marlene Robinson, um, and then also Bobby Lee Grunninger. She was on the board um, at the Hapahatchee Center and. She was uh, she was on the board with Alan Peterson, and she donated uh, two and a half acres to RBC Resource Based Communities, and now she's basically uh, we kind of put her as as a leadership role in the Collier County area, and she's been working like crazy uh, with the city and with different uh, other organizations to try to preserve this other piece of property, which is across the street from, from the property that she donated to us. And this is a 200-acre uh, uh, preserve, and we're trying to acquire that through the nonprofit so we can keep it preserved and turn it into a nature center so that it one day doesn't become somebody's uh, residential plan. So uh, Bobby Lee has been extremely helpful I definitely want to give her thanks, and just to everybody that's contributed to, to RBC, uh, to the nonprofit. You know, you guys, you guys are awesome. 
It's, it's because of the people that are contributing and, and offering us new information. Just in any way, people people's contribution, we're learning every day, you know. And now we're able to get out on the property and start taking out some of the invasive pepper trees that are killing all the other trees there. So we're doing that, and we're working on getting a driveway out there so we can do some sort of community center uh, without the uh, code enforcement Nazis coming after us. Right. Now, obviously, so you guys, you know, you've you've been looking here. You know, did, did you check out, I mean, are you familiar with open source ecology? Have you thought about using any of their technologies? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just heard about that recently, um, how they were able to, you know, design their their testing. I don't. How many of the uh, actual machines have they built so far? Do you know? I I don't know all of them. I know that they just made the uh, they got the brick press finished. Like it's a condensed earth brick press that you know that they give away basically the design for. Or they'll make them for you. They're perfecting the tractor right now, and um, they're working on a lot of other great designs, basically to be open source designs to allow people to build their own sustainable communities. Um, and the amount of money that you save by building these things yourself is really huge. Uh, to anybody listening who's not familiar with open source ecology, I've had them on the show twice. Uh, Marjan Jakubowski is a TED fellow. He's a great guy, and um, you can check him out in some of the archives. I also have a link, I believe, to their uh, their website on my website, but I believe it's openfarmtech.org. Uh, but yeah, you would definitely, I would think, want to network with, with Marjan and uh, get together about possibility of any kind of collaborations before you guys ever do anything like build, you know, buy a tractor or whatever, you know, get yourself somebody who's got some skills and save some cash for your community by building some of these devices that they're developing. Um but yeah, it was just um oh, and that, you know, and let's kind of um I guess address this one matter. I mean, what is it that, you know, what is resource-based communities about? What is it that you want to accomplish? Let's kind of discuss it as if it were a mission statement. Okay. Well, we look at the resource-based economy as um, the the transition as a whole. It's it's the solution we hope to the monetary problem. Uh, resource-based communities is not that. We're we're helping with that transition on a micro level. We want to engage communities so that they can reconnect with nature uh, in a hands-on form. So, are we solving all of the problems like the zeitgeist movement and the venus project no but we are doing something we're we're helping in the transition uh as as i said before instead of doing a lecture we'd like to bring people out to the property we'd like to use uh preserved land so that people can you know so people can start to thrive so people can start to use this open source ecology so people can test aquaponics and hydroponics and, and things like that. So our goal is to help ease the transition because it's it's really difficult to talk to a capitalist and say, you know, this is what we're presenting and uh, hopefully we get there before it all collapses. Okay, well, that's not good enough for a lot of people. I, I'd like to be able to show somebody how to get there and I'd like I'd like to be able to learn along the way. So instead of just talking about you know how we can arrive at this. Um, we we started the uh, the organization to to ease that and also to help with the culture. I I, I 
my education background is sociology, and I'm extremely concerned about the culture. Um, and and doing this sort of thing is really going to help. I I think uh, we think that it'll really help ease that transition. So hopefully that wasn't too long-winded of an answer. No, that that's a good answer. You know, I've always had an interest in sociology. Actually, uh, apparently even before I knew what it was. There was a time I was kind of uh, dejected about things that were going on in school, and my school counselor asked to speak to me, and he asked me what was bothering me, and I said I kind of gave him the sociological analysis of high school politics, and he <laughs> says to me, he's like, where did you study sociology? And I said, what's sociology? Because I was not aware that there was a, a science for the study of groups of people. It's always been something I've been very fascinated by. Um, you know, maybe you'd like to be a panelist on my upcoming show because I'm going to be writing a blog about certain aspects of sociology and the way people interact in large groups. Um, but that's a tangent for another time. Um, so, you guys want to build sustainable communities? You guys are talking about doing that on the on this 200 acres that you're trying to get through the nonprofit. Well, it's t- it's tough. Um, depending on certain places, you can do certain things. So. Uh, I, on this 200-acre piece of land, to do the sustainable community in itself is going to be really, really difficult because of the, the way that the permitting is and the zoning in Collier County. Uh, it's going to be really, really tough. Um, we want to, we definitely want to do sustainable communities, but it has to be in places that we can uh, do the co-housing stuff. Um, let's see. Hang on one second. I'm sorry. No problem. Um, sorry, I'm, just, I'm getting interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> That's no problem. Um, a moment for station identification. You are <laughs> listening to V Radio. Please visit our website, v-radio.org. Is that enough there, time, or do I need to say? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, whatever we can do and, and get away with legally on on certain properties, we can we can go for uh, on the 200 acre piece of land. It's going to be extremely difficult. I'm going to try in every way necessary to make that at least a nature center, but uh, we have to get that switched over to ag zoning first, and that's that's our first step. Right now, it's all zone residential. And Naples is an extremely difficult city. I actually call your county is an extremely difficult county to get things like that done in. But uh, resource-based communities is going to be a uh, – we want it to be a national organization and then in the future a global one so that people can join and start branches in their area, much like the Zeitgeist Movement or the Sierra Club. They can start in their own area, and then in the future we'll be able to – allocate funds to help people can, to do their own projects and their own side of the United States. Right now, we've got people that have joined from Michigan, now California, Alabama. Uh, people are wanting to do this everywhere, and we would love for that to happen. And obviously, certain counties are going to have certain regulations on what you can actually do. It sucks, but uh, we don't want to break too many rules because we could lose our our, uh, our tax exemption status. So. Right. Well, geez, um, you know, I got to say, uh, now that I know that you got people in Michigan, I'll have to hook up with those people, see what see what they're up to. Um, but yeah, I look forward to that for sure. And especially with the way that technologies are developing, I don't know if you tuned into my last episode, but 
Uh, I had a guy on from PowerTube. Uh, basically, it's a company that's developed an alternative form of geothermal energy that takes up a footprint of like a 30 by 30 by 8 building um, and can power up to 16,000 homes. So a very small amount of land actually set aside for this thing, and you can power just huge amounts of homes with this technology. Uh, to any of you guys tuning in uh, right now, that's actually the show that I did right before this one. You can easily find it by going to my website. But uh, have you guys looked at what kind of technologies you're thinking about for energy, or like are you, are you looking at solar or wind, or are you not really to that stage yet? Um, well, obviously, anything that the zeitgeist movement was talking about with the free energy, we're we're, we're behind. Um, we're not at that stage yet at all, but uh, we've heard through the grapevine that there's certain companies, energy companies, that that will donate uh, to organizations that are a 501c3 nonprofit, and that's one of the benefits of organizing under that status is um, there's you can have the ability of gaining access to some of those uh, types of donations. So somebody uh, I met actually at Earth Day, we had an RBC tent up at Earth Day, and this guy Joe came up to me who was in the Zeitgeist movement, and he said that uh, FPL donates to uh, to charitable organizations. They, they donate solar energy. They donate solar panels. And I haven't uh, double-checked on that yet just because we're not there, but if that's true, that's absolutely amazing. I mean, um, there's no telling what types of energy we can we can get, and, and it's it's basically uh, you know just networking with other people, and definitely I mean geothermal is absolutely amazing. We we've all seen that in uh, Zeitgeist Addendum, and so whatever we can get our hands on that can make things run without plugging into a grid, that'd be awesome. And uh, again, we're still I mean six months in, we're at a completely infantile stage, but I'm so pumped that everybody in the you know in this realm is is uh backing us right now because we really really need it that's excellent now uh basically at this point you guys are trying to get together obviously the money to help with that 200 acre plot but uh what else are you guys working on as far as like what can people do to give you guys a hand oh man um well i don't want to only you know people can contribute with a donation, which really helps, you know, it gives us, it puts tools in our hand. It gives us uh, advertising so that we can, so we can market ourselves. Uh, That all really helps, but even information, I mean, people have been, you know, contributing on our uh, group page on Facebook and has been sharing all kinds of stuff with us. You know, and all this is being taken into account. You know, anybody that contributes, you know, information sharing is is huge. So there's so many different ways. I mean, you can contact us through Facebook. You can, uh, I believe, all of our emails are up on the website. Uh, anybody that want that wants to help out in in any way is is greatly appreciated. And that's the only way that this is going to work is if the community gets together and really makes this happen. So. Excellent, excellent. Well, Mitch, it's been awesome having you on today. Uh, do you have any further announcements on this project that you wanted to bring up before we finish? 
further announcements on the project. Gosh, I hope I'm not forgetting anything. I probably have a couple people at <laughs> watching or listening rather and saying, Mitch, don't forget to say this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we just recently did a, another town hall that's that was filmed, so we're hope, hopefully going to have that edited. Uh, we're going to do another promo video with us working on the property uh, to show. We, we want to document this every step of the way. So if anybody uh, wants to stay up to date with us, it's resourcebasedcommunities.org. We've got the Facebook page that you can like. We've got the Facebook group page. Um, I'm easy to to be in contact with. So um, also the Zeitgeist Florida chapter, we're doing that as well. So, um, yeah, any anybody that wants to help or contribute in any way, much appreciated. Excellent, excellent. And I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit off the air after we're finished here, but um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. And um, once again, if this is your first time listening to V Radio, please consider going to my website, v-radio.org. And go ahead and give the uh, URL of uh, resource-based communities out again. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the, URL, the URL is uh, www.resourcebasedcommunities.org. So, you know, please obviously give them a check out and uh, look into the different work that they're doing. Um, and thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. V Radio is looking for donations for this month. You're going to be hearing a lot more interviews, uh, hopefully, within the next few days. I've just been experiencing a lot of writer's block. Please continue giving me the flow of show ideas that you've been giving me because that's actually been working out great. So um, a lot of the people that I've spoken to want to go on sometime next month, which uh, will be good. And um, if you have any further ideas or things that you would like to see covered on V Radio, I can't promise I'll be able to do all of them, but I'm going to do my best to you know, give you guys as many of the shows as you request. I'm going to leave you guys with some words from Jack Fresco and Roxanne Meadows. This is Roxanne Meadows. And this is Jock Fresco. And you're listening to V Radio.